truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Uh, You might be noticing that I may sound a little bit different from Steve Dace. That's because I am not... Steve Dace, uh, but I am, in fact, Sarah Gonzalez here again with Jason Buttrell yep. on this lovely, lovely Friday he's, he's afternoon. Got a, he's got a rocking intro song. I think that's when you know, know. made it, when there's like an electric guitar, like saying your name, you know, in the background when they say your name. We've got to get someone well, working on that. I know. Uh, for hashtag the fill-ins, um, <laughs> yeah. I always feel like it, the his his music in particular and then the guy with the really low, deep voice that yeah, I clearly yeah. can't do. There you go. Uh, and then I always feel like it's such a letdown because they are they're they're presenting this big huge event and then I'm like hi guys I'm hey. Sarah how are you <laughs> happy Friday and it's just always a letdown it's it's never the same when Steve's not here um, but oh my gosh this week so this week this may be not the case for all of you out there but this week was the first week back from spring break for for us yeah and it's just been so exhausting. I feel like it's been a really, really long week. So I'm really ready for the weekend. Yeah, straight up. I I totally know what you get too because my kids went back to school on Monday, but my wife's car broke down Mm. on Sunday and they couldn't go to school and go back. So they had to skip another day, which I'm sure, you know, they hate it. Obviously. Yeah, terrible. But then they had a just ridiculous amount of like back work for a Monday. That's a whole nother conversation. The amount of like homework and stuff. Oh, our kids are. Oh my God. Well, let me just brag for a second. Uh, I was able to get my, my kid into a charter school in Mm. the area. And one of their policies is no homework. Serious. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, this place was a godsend, but yeah, it it was because that's, that's the case for public schools. They just load them up with homework. You know what's kind of cool about the homework, though? Um, uh, Just really quickly, the devil's advocate side of that. I actually get to see what they're teaching. Yeah. Because otherwise I have no idea. I don't even know what the curriculum in Texas is. I know they're not doing Common Core. Right. But I think it's something else kind of like that. Ish. Yeah, ish. Because when they... I've had to completely relearn math. Because they come home and like, it's something stupid. It'll be like, you know, like... 35 times 20, you know, or something like that. And they have this whole process. <laughs> what was where, that accent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they'll have something like that. And he's going through this process and it'll take up half a page mm-hmm. for that. Like, I'll, I'll just like work it out really quick. Go make a sandwich. Come yeah. back, you know, read a few and chapters of a still, book. He's still going. And, you, and they've got to show their work. Got to show their work. Yeah, Otherwise, it does not count. Every single line. Why? What? Why? Yeah. Like, it's like we're making them stupider. You can't do that on the fly. We're making them stupider. Which is totally a word. We're making them stupider. I just want to just want to make sure that that's what you said. I should have said we're making them more stupider or something like that. that <laughs> even was, better. Even better. Even better. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do agree. I do understand your point. Um, but I love that we don't have any homework because we can actually it, understand your point. But we can actually, you know, when... My son comes home, we can actually spend time as a family together doing other things instead of just getting frustrated at the homework and we've got to hurry up and finish it because then we've got to do dinner and then we've got to do, you know, bath time and all of that. We can actually just enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's spring in Texas. And although I hate the allergy season, I'm so excited for the weekend. I'm going to find a bunch of patios to go sit on now that it's it's done being cold. 
What about you guys? What are you going to do? We've got nothing, I don't think, this nothing. week. Oh, actually, yes. I I've, uh, I started last weekend uh, because my, my lawn was a complete and total mess. And I was on the verge of like neighbors stopping by my front, you know, my knocking on my door and saying, dude, do you're something. You're that your neighbor. Friend. Jason's I'm, I'm that typically neighbor. Not. Mm-hmm. But like last year, we have a pool in our backyard. Last year, we didn't use it because something bust, busted in the pool pump. Mm-hmm. And it's it's $500 every year to maintain a pool. Do not get a house with a pool. It's I, absolute absolutely money not. That is one of my that is oh, one of my deal gosh. breakers with a house is I will not own a house with a pool. It's, it's not, so worth, not it. worth it. Unless you're like a multimillionaire and you can afford for people to just come maintain take care it, of it for you. Which yeah. is not me. So I'm doing it all on my own. So <laughs> right. I just let it go, including all the grass and stuff around it. It looks hilarious. <laughs> but I did the front yard last week. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the backyard this week. And I've already look at that. I've got look at that. Uh, oh, blister. wow. That was from the front yard. Jason, did you have to go to the emergency room for that? <laughs> How well, dare you? That looks How deep. How dare you? <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> um, well, okay, we'll, just, we'll see it on Monday when we come back here, and that's there's going to be like 45 of the more of these all around my fingers because it's just it's that bad. I before we get into get into the show, I you know talking about weekend plans. I have found this new show that I'm somewhat addicted to. It's actually I don't think it's new, but it's new to me. Um, it's called 90 Day Fiance, and I watched it on Hulu. So serious. Yeah. So it's these people who live here and they somehow meet someone from another country and um, they bring them over on like the the visa that if you come over on the fiance visa, you have to marry within 90 days or the person has to go back to their country. So they bring them over. It's a reality show. Yeah, this is. What? Isn't that crazy? So all of these people in America are bringing, uh, you know, someone from the Philippines over or someone from South Africa or, you know, someone. I mean, they come from all different places and they bring them over. And then all of a sudden they're like together in in person in real life, which they usually aren't. And they have to figure out whether or not they want to marry in 90 days or the the significant other has to go back to their home country. It sounds like borderline immigration fraud. I mean, I know. Well, some of them I'm so it's interesting because some of them you can tell you're like, oh, this couple really loves each other. But then some of the it's usually women who come over, you know, from the Philippines or whatever. And they come over and I'm like, oh, this girl is totally using him. (laughs) I'm like, dude, walk away now. This woman is in it for the visa. But I mean, it's not. So they what, don't actually say, you know, I don't love you. I'm in it for the visa. But so. how genius, though, because it provides the perfect cover for them to say it's not immigration fraud because there's an act. There's video documentation yeah. that, no, we fell in love in 90 days. Right. Even if it was totally a scam. I know. Like, I know. I mean, that show is a scam. Someone should look into that. That's I know. Crazy. I know. It's crazy. Have, but... you seen, have you seen the uh, the because of our because of our law that says if you're born here, you can become a citizen here. Mm-hmm. The uh, the tour, the birth tourism that they do. No. This is absolutely insane. It, um, I, I should Google this right now, but I was just looking at a story not too long ago about how there's this like really wealthy um, Russian. I don't know. If, it seems like they have like some mob connections or something. But they run this like they run this company, and it's like birth tourism or something like that. But these really wealthy um, uh, Russians will pay them money, and the package includes a private jet trip. Over to like Miami or New York. Okay. Then the money also includes this company has purchased like a high end condo, like high rise condo with everything you can think of to comfort, you know, a mother. Right. So you go over like, I can't remember. It's like you have to be here for like three months or something. I no can't way. So you, they'll, they'll be here from like in the third trimester. So they'll spend the entire third trimester here. 
and with full, you know, with being care. Taken care of, yeah. Yep. And they've paid for like insurance and stuff for, you know, for the woman. She has her baby. Oh, no, no. Actually, it's uh, they have to stay here for a certain period of time before they move back to Russia, before they get the citizenship. I can't Jeez. remember. It's, it's a little while they have to stay, but then they'll stay here. They'll get the citizenship. Then they'll move back. So, but then they have the option of sending their kid back to the United right. States with full citizenship. Then they can also appeal for the rest of the family to become a citizen as well after that. But it's an actual That's thing. That's crazy. Right? Talk about gaming the system. I know. That law that says that you can become a citizen just if you're born here yeah, is it's, absolutely it's ridiculous. Gotta, it's got to go. It's got to go. Uh, all right. So the Mueller report. Jason. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for the implosion of all the media and all of the uh, you know left leaders who have been calling. For, I mean, they, they want the guy to be impeached over a report that has not been released yet. And now we find out today that there's not going to be anything in it. Right? So I am so skeptical now. I used to used to, if a media outlet that was big like. ABC News or something like that said sources say mm-hmm. that used to have weight behind it and credibility. Right. It doesn't really anymore because I guess CNN has pretty much blown that for them. Washington Post and New York Times also contributed to it. But every time sources say it's typically wrong. But if this one is true, the sources are telling them that there are going to be no more indictments handed down from the Mueller report, mm-hmm. which is very, very interesting. Because you immediately you think, okay, that doesn't really matter because we're still going to get a ton of information. If they're not going to indict them, it just means they don't have the evidence to do it. Right. But we're still going to get what amounts to 500 to 2,000 pages of what amounts to oppo research, pretty much, that they're going to be able to you know, tarnish the Trump administration and whoever else is caught up into it. Right. But that is not the case. I've been reading about this uh, all morning, and I was looking into it because I was like, I, my first thought was like, this is going to be like Kenneth Starr. Remember when Kenneth Starr did his uh, Bill Clinton investigation? Mm-hmm. It was, I think, it was right around 500 pages. Well, I just want to say I don't really remember it because I'm much younger than you. Oh my but gosh. I remember, I've, I've read about it. So I, I was in college when this was going down. And wow, you're old. Political science major, my my professors were going insane because they were like, this is oh, just a crazy momentous time. This is going down now. But, um, but I remember 500 pages of that plus 2,000 more pages of appendixes. On that, with, with additional salacious information, right. this was like, I mean, let's just let's just say it, it went it went too far. Like the 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 powers that they gave that Kenneth Starr had at the time, I'm not comfortable with at all. Right. When you can go that in depth, but but he had the incentive to do that because if he didn't go in depth hard enough, they would have said, hey, you just you didn't do your job properly, you didn't do enough, you know, and it would have been a huge political blowback on Ken Starr. But so he went he he went you know way. I think he went off the rails on it. But that can't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, he was operating under a different set of rules than today. Than Mueller is, yeah. So back then, the way it worked is they appointed a special counsel, counsel, uh, counsel and then he was pretty much just on his own. He didn't really have any oversight. There was an act, I think there was an actual like mandate that I can't remember what it was called. It was like, I don't remember what it was. Oh, it's the independent counsel. It was called, it was, it was an independent counsel rule or whatever, which basically said, hands off, he's on his own, do your own thing. But Mueller uh, is operating on a different set of rules. The mm-hmm. rules changed. Mm-hmm. So now Mueller is working with direct Justice Department supervision. Right. So whatever he produces doesn't just get handed to Congress or, or, or whatever and, or get handed to the, to, the, um, to the AG and then that's what gets uh, released. He'll produce some, some things. Let's say he uh, doesn't have any indictments. 
Um, okay, actually, let's say he has a few indictments. Let's say the sources are wrong. Say he has three indictments. We will only get information on what surrounds those three indictments. We won't get anything. He's been doing this for two years. Mm-hmm. So you know he's dug up some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. But we won't see that. Right. That is going to drive people insane. Now, the, the way the rule works is, is that the Justice Department is not allowed to. So th- let me back up for a second. So Mueller will, will finish this report, which sources are saying is supposed to happen pretty soon. Yeah, although we've been hearing that. The last couple of weeks, they're like, it could sure. come it could come next week. It could come next week. Since early February, yeah. we've really been hearing that. <laughs> um, but when this gets dropped, uh, this this the full report, which can include 2,000 pages of un- stuff they couldn't verify, mm-hmm. really could, That'll get delivered to the attorney general, uh, attorney general Barr. That'll get to him. Now he'll look at this and say, okay, if there's no indictments, he literally could just hand Congress a big flat goose egg. Wow. Like a title page and the second page with just his signature. Because under the rules, he's not allowed to uh, produce anything that doesn't lead to an indictment. Which <laughs> is completely reasonable. Oh, it's totally reasonable. Because yeah. otherwise, what? You're handing them opposition research. Yeah. You really are. Yep. If you couldn't have enough evidence to submit to get a, to do a crime, you're handing him opposition, opposition mm-hmm. research, uh, research. That's why the House is going nuts right now trying to pass resolutions to, um, to get the full report. Because they know that there's, I think, they know that there's not going to be any indictments handed out, which means they're not going to get a thing. Yep. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to drive them insane. They have been foaming at the mouth waiting for this moment because obviously President Trump colluded with Russia and we're going to get him. We're going to nail this guy and then they have to impeach him. And if you believe that, that's abs- in my in my mind, in my opinion, that's absolutely ridiculous that to think that. Trump and Bannon were like, hey, Vladimir, you know, like we're, we're totally doing this. Like, yeah, I mean, they're not that deep. No, Trump, I, Trump is not that deep. And I, and, I, and I don't think they're that. I don't think they're smart enough to pull that off, yeah. which that's not a slam on him. That's like, really, I don't think there's too many people on the planet that would be smart enough to pull that off. Um, but I also don't think they're dumb enough to right. like do something like that. Right. Because I mean, look, like Bannon is actually caught in federal documents texting uh, Roger Stone, mm-hmm. or, or calling or texting Roger Stone, uh, asking about the emails. So we, you've nailed Bannon on that. The problem is we don't know if Bannon knew that Russia was involved with uh, providing those emails to WikiLeaks. We don't know that. I don't think he did because all the other communications they never mentioned Russia. Yeah. So if he inadvertently was you know contributing to this, I, I don't I don't believe that's a crime. I don't think he can get in trouble for that. Um, but I, what's interesting is do, they're not going to not going to settle for this. No. No. What do you think happens uh, after this report comes out and they don't get anything? I mean, it's they just, get two pages, a title page and a signature. It's going to be mass chaos. They're going to demand. I mean, it's, it's just going to be the witch hunt continued. How to, to quote President Trump? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're going to try to. They're just going to. They're they will try everything that they can. I don't know what all avenues that they have available to them at that point, but I'm sure that they will be looking. Um, you know, left and right for some little loophole that, okay, well, maybe we can pass a resolution saying this and then we can, you know, uh, we can now have information to this full, you know, full access to the report. I do also find it very interesting that, um, you know, President Trump, who obviously has been very opposed to this whole thing, now he's saying, he's like, let it come out, let people see it. Let's see whether or not it's legit. To me, that shows like he you got to be pretty confident 
um, to, to say that at this point in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's got to know at this point that, that there's nothing there. And even so, that's what uh, ABC News is saying. Um, that's what uh, I think MSNBC has said. And I, we couldn't get the audio of this um, just because it was – I saw a video – of a video, if that makes sense. So someone was <laughs> recording their TV. So the audio is very poor. But, you know, good old Mika Brzezinski uh, <laughs> at MSNBC was apparently learning the news that there would be no more indictments as she was reading it on the teleprompter. And you can hear her voice as she's reading it on the teleprompter. She's like, well, sources say there will be no more indictments <laughs> for the Mueller report. And it's just like you can see her raw emotion that she is so upset. So, what? There's going to be no more indictments? That can't possibly be true. Trump isn't behind bars yet. That was, was I, I saw that. That was hilarious because you could tell that it was not what she was expecting. No. She was just going off the teleprompter. She hadn't read the teleprompter yet. And sources are saying that, you know, no more indictments. No more indictments? Her voice goes up and down like three different times. <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and even in, you can see it in her eyes. Like she's trying really hard to, to keep the same face, but her <laughs> eyebrows are like, what? And that that relationship in particular is a very interesting one to me. Joe Scarborough and Mika and President Trump. I mean, the evolution of mm-hmm. their relationship has yeah. been so interesting because they used to have them on the program and be friends with them. They'd go to dinner. And now all of a sudden they're on the same bandwagon as all of the rest of the mainstream but, media wanting to nail him for everything. But that's very common for everybody else in the country. They all love them some Trump. Everyone did. Like Hollywood hates him now. They loved him before. Yeah. Uh, like I remember, like rappers have put songs praising Trump in their in their in their songs, but now they're doing exactly the opposite. You know, they're doing these big stances. Trump has street cred, is what you're telling he me. He did. Like Jay Z. Like, wow. yeah, like uh, I used to know the, the lyric. It was like, I'm at the Trump International. Ask for me. I, like that was like, <laughs> that's my say my name or what's my name or whatever. So that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. But like that they would they wouldn't dare do that now. Right. But yeah, I, it's, it's they're, all, they're all hypocritical on this. Absolutely. I know that as far as going back to what they can do or what I think they'll do, I think because I'm pretty sure they've already uh, signaled that they're going to try and subpoena for the full report. So they're just getting ready. I, I right. think they. I think like what you said. They already know they're not going to get anything from yeah. this. So they're they want to subpoena for the full the full document, which is basically a it'll be a steel dossier two point uh, Seriously, that's what it'll be akin to. It'll I be fa- information that's not verified because they couldn't. None of it would lead to a crime, but m- would pr- probably provide the. I don't know. Like the. It'll look like certain things. You could bend it to say, mm-hmm. hey, okay, well, it looks like they're guilty. Yeah, but you won't be able to prove it. Right, and they'll use that. But you can subpoena that all day long, but it's actually, it's against the law to provide anything that was provided for a grand jury, information, Information. investigative material provided to a grand jury to Congress. Mm. So Congress cannot see it. Mm. They can't touch it. So if they subpoena it, William Barr really can't give it to them. I love this. They can't. I love this so much. Like, but but you can see, but you can tell how they're going to do this. They're going to be like, oh, they're, they're obstructing. Yeah. They're, they're not letting us see what is in there that we don't know. Even though they probably know there's nothing there. Their heads are going to explode. Sarah, this is going to last way. This is not going to end. I know. It's really not. You know, what's really frustrating to me, too, is that, you know, Barack Obama had actual scandals 
Like there were things, there were things that can were easily proven that he did, and fast were and furious. not. Yeah, Fast and Furious, Solyndra, uh, the IRS stuff. I mean, there, you name it, Benghazi. There were so many things that happened the under his media watch. media attacks. Yes. Which now, because James the, Rosen, right, and all those, and the AP. Yep. The, uh, yeah, was it the AP reporters or Roy? No, it's AP. AP. They, they had they had actual surveillance teams on them. Yeah. Like, but and so this was happening. The media didn't say a word. Nothing. Not nothing. like we're under attack. Right. But this president says fake news and oh my God. Right. Well, right. And our leaders and Congress. Congress isn't launching all of these investigations and we're still, you know, we've got to have a, a report on all of these things and we're going to wait. And um, in the meantime, we're going to completely bash his character and, you know, assume that he's guilty. We didn't see that there. Barack Obama was, you know, to them, he was a god. He was the best president ever. Okay, well, now all of a sudden we have some accusation that so far we have not seen any proof of. And this is what this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And it's not going to be dropped. It's unbelievable to me. The damage has really been done. I've seen multiple polls uh, out with people like uh, of, you know, the I don't know, but people doing studies, they call up 10,000 Americans or whatever and say, do you think that Trump is guilty of colluding with Russia? Um, I, I, a lot of them are, are mixed, but it's actually seems- that that particular like just calling people and asking that just pisses me off. Oh, right. What a stupid question to ask. Like, I don't know. I don't have any of the evidence and I'm not the person investigating oh, oh, the people case. Don't, people don't think that way, though. People don't think that way. Yes, let me give you my uninformed, ignorant opinion. It was a very high percentage of people that have already made up their mind on that and say, oh, yeah. So the damage has been done. Like Mm -hmm. they got what they wanted. Even if they don't get an impeachment, they got what they wanted. You know what I don't understand is, is why some people. So I've I've had multiple conversations with friends, uh, even with coworkers that are like they you don't have friends. Jason. <laughs> I know. Stop it. Well, people that I know that have talked to people that, that have friends, uh, they, uh, they people that I pay to talk to me, the people that are very, very anti Trump will be like they're, they're on pins and needles. Some of them I've seen pictures of like uh, Mueller T-shirts because they think that he's going to deliver them what they want. They want him to be guilty. Mm-hmm. They want him to be impeached. I'm, and I'm like, why would you want that? Like if he's guilty. Yes, he should pay for his crimes. But why, before you even know the information, why would you want that to be the case? Even if you do not like him. Right. That's we would be not sm- good for our country. You know how embarrassing that would be? Like, it would go down in history as the worst presidential scandal ever that would, fell prey to an outside government. But it wouldn't be embarrassing. Their, their justification, their logic is it wouldn't be embarrassing for them. It would be embarrassing for Republicans because we don't live in America anymore. We don't live in a place where we are just all under this one umbrella that we're all Americans. Now it's just tribes. So now it's the Democrats versus the Republicans. And if we could get the Republican president, the stupid Republican president, and we could charge him and we could nail him to all of these sins, we're going to win the game. That's all that it's become. At this point in time, that's where we're at right now, and that is just so ridiculously you, sad. You mentioned the the Mueller um, the Mueller t shirts. I have, I think I've told this on on the news and why it matters. By the way, if you haven't already, you should tune in to the news and why it matters <laughs> every day Monday through Friday at uh, five thirty Eastern, four thirty Central. It's a fun little show we do uh, about the news. But so I have this this t shirt that my husband got me um, of. You know how one of my one of my favorite things that Trump tweeted was about uh, this Russia business. And I think it was about building there. And he said, everything I did was fine. It was very legal and very cool. 
And for some reason, I love that quote. Like, I just think it's so funny for someone to have said very legal and very cool. It's such a Trump thing to say, right? So I have a a shirt and it has a caricature version of Trump on it. And then it's a Venn diagram. And on one side, it says very legal. And one side, it says very cool. And so they're intersecting in the middle, right? And I just think it's a funny shirt. Like, it's, it's not pro-Trump. It's not anti-Trump. It's just funny. Yeah. Right. And I wear that shirt and I get so many dirty looks whenever I wear the shirt. I mean, I had to, I was, I was confused one time. I was, um, I was somewhere with my son and there were a bunch of other moms around and I kept getting the stink eye from a bunch of the other moms. And I was like, why are they looking at me like that? I didn't, I'm not messing with anyone. Why do people... Oh, that's right. I <laughs> forgot I was wearing the shirt. I don't I, what's what's crazy is so many people put so much. I've had this rant before, but it's it's so important for people to actually America to come to grips with this is that they put so much stock in the president. Like, oh, we've got to get this president or oh, we've got to get that president removed or oh, the the American president. I hate to burst people's bubbles on this is the weakest leader in the entire world. Yeah, and that's just a fact. And it was built that way on purpose. That's it's okay. It was, but I mean, could you at least acknowledge that there are some things that are happening that, like, probably are an abuse of power? You know what I mean? Like all of the executive orders that are sure. signed, and but, you but know again, the national emergencies and all yep. of that. I mean, that really shouldn't be something that they're able to just. But well, not permanent. It's not permanent. It's easily right. stricken out. Right. That's what's. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's things that, like, let's say a socialist president became president. There's some things that they would do that would be really crappy for four years, mm-hmm. but easily taken down. And Congress still has the ability to take them down during that 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 time. You know that that term limit. But I'm. Not, I mean, it's just we put way too much emphasis on the American president. We need to stop. It's like everything is so partisan driven over a personality when the personality is really. It's just there to it's be. It's a talking head. It's just, it really it's is a talking a head. Sock it, puppet. It, it really is. The, the only thing you should be really worried about is if they get a the president and what, what comes attached to the hip of that president is a supermajority in the Senate. Mm-hmm. You need to be very worried about that. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I mean, if you had a, if you had a socialist president, let's say Bernie Sanders, if, if he's elected president on being socialist under that platform, that means there's a serious mandate in this country to elect those policies, which would also probably signal a sweep in the Senate. That's terrifying mm. because serious change could happen That's with like that. The, the stuff of my nightmares. That, that is nightmare scenario. Yeah, that is. I mean, I keep hoping, though, that, you know, maybe if we could just appeal to, let's say, the progressives in places like uh, San Francisco and Seattle and places where People are really seeing the damage and the consequences. Um, are they? Those places. I mean, are they're lost, living in they? poop. They're living in poop. Like, how how could you not see the consequences of it? They're when, living in poop. They've got you know, Seattle's got Antifa ruling their streets. Certainly, there are some people who would be like, okay, maybe this isn't the direction we should be going. What's amazing is instead of coming to that, that's that's the sane way to look at it. Mm-hmm. You'd come to that and go, oh, crap. crap, that was my problem. Right. It, was too, it was too sane. But I'm that's sorry. not, they look at it as they didn't, they didn't push their agenda hard enough. Like, let's double down on these policies that haven't worked. There was about the homeless situation in San Francisco. I was reading about how, you know, they were like, they were acknowledging, you know, it's been a failure, you know, what we've been doing. So what do we do? Instead of just striking those bad policies, they're like, well, let's throw another 50 million at it. Maybe that'll do it. 
of these like organizations and stuff that have been doing all this like work that have been failing. Yeah, let's just give them fifty. Mi- so basically, let's give them more money as a reward for sucking yeah. and failing. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, w- I guess I was gonna. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, basically, if you come up with something that makes the least sense, that's going to be what they pick. But I guess I'm too optimistic. For, for you guys here at uh, <laughs> at Blaze TV HQ, because I would like to believe that there is there is a place for us to appeal to the progressives who have seen the damage that it's done to that maybe they can help spread the message that like no we should not this socialism is not what we want guys um, because. Again, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about Venezuela and what's going on there and try to explain to people, no, you don't understand what you're asking for is what they did. And look where they're at now. Ten years later, they're literally burning to the ground. They don't get it because they're not going to get it unless it affects them personally. Just like here in America, we live in this bubble. We live in this bubble on our, you know, on our high horse, on our pedestal where we think we're so oppressed because we've never actually dealt with real oppression. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, you know, the people who are actually dealing with, you know, um, living in filth and seeing their cities crumble and doing all, you know, uh, they they are feeling the real effects of all of these completely progressive, ridiculous policies. If we could just try to appeal to them at the at the exact moment that it has gone way too far, maybe there could be a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, I think you're way too optimistic on it. I really do. I I, I, th- I think that always the answer. It's like always when socialist countries fall, they're like, oh well, they just didn't do it right. They didn't go far enough. That's that's where they're. That's the point they're at right now. We just didn't go far enough. Wake up. Welcome back. I am uh, Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell filling in for Mr. Steve Dace, who will be back with you uh, on Monday. You're welcome. You, <laughs> I know you've had enough of us and you're ready for, uh, for Steve again. Uh, so we were talking about, we'll have this later in the program. We were talking about this, this uh, very odd video that we're going to play later in the program. Um, and I can't wait to share it because it is Honestly, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. That's true. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, but Ooh, that's the perfect tease. That was that was great. <laughs> and the, and those of you who have seen it will be like, oh, I know what they're talking about. So you know, we we're talking about um, just how how partisan it's gotten in America, and that with this Mueller report coming out and how could anyone possibly want Trump to have done something wrong? How do they want him to be guilty? Because, you know, regardless of how you feel about the guy, that's, that is not good for our Republic. That is, that's just not good overall for America. It goes beyond partisanship at that point. Right. You want the country to be forever damaged because you don't like a man's personality. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of people will be like, no, but his country he's tearing the country apart. It's going down in flames. Prove some evidence to that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not. Also, yeah. What has n- happened? A, no, it's not. Because, I mean, what? 
you want to look at the economy? Economy is great. Unemployment numbers are great. You know, uh, the black unemployment numbers are the best there there are there there have been in history. Hispanic unemployment. I mean, you can look at all these things and and say. We actually have proof that that's not true. (laughs) Like, it's not that you have proof that what you're saying is true. We have proof that it's not true. But if you want to talk about, you know, uh, trying to to divide the country. um, okay. well, you didn't have a problem when Barack Obama was doing it for eight years. Yeah. I mean, there was no problem there. Pretty much invented the division that's going on. He did. Identity politics. He he is the one who started it. He is the one who started it. And everything was made about race. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see how all of a sudden they, they want to talk about division. You know, what's funny is, and this is coming from like, I'm defending the Trump administration right now, because if you attack him when it's not reasonable, when you say the country's falling apart, you you have no evidence to back that up. This is coming. I'm defending him. I'm not a supporter. Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump supporter. Neither of us are. Let me caveat that as I'm not a supporter of any man. I'm a supporter right. of the ideals of the United States of America and the Constitution, and I, I don't support patriot. a person. I'm a patriot. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I know. And, <laughs> and uh, whoa, what was that accent, Sarah Gonzalez? <laughs> um, but, but I don't. I live in Texas. I can do that okay. accent if I want to. <laughs> uh, but I don't. Yeah, I, I never support a person if they st- if they represent the the principles and values that I'm a supporter of, then I will defend that person. Mm-hmm. Now, there's he's he's uh, rolled back uh, regulations. He's done tax cuts that could have gone further. But yeah, at least the they tax were cuts some. were meh, but they're better than nothing. Um, Israel, a lot of issues that I care about. He has been great that on. That was huge. Um, huge. And and, and yesterday, yep, uh, yep. representing the uh, saying that we um, we uh, acknowledge the Golan Heights uh, right. as well as Israeli territory. That's again, that's huge. That's and it's sad that that isn't it sad though that that's huge. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, they there was a war and they won and it's rightfully theirs. So isn't it sad that like it's a big deal that we have to acknowledge that? Yeah, it they they won it fair and square. It's theirs. I cannot believe if Israel did an, an, in a naked aggression attack on another country and lost territory, nobody would be saying Israel needed that territory. No. Back. I mean, go. let's go back into history. The, yeah, like, yeah the they, enti- were, they were not the aggressors. The entire Arab world attacked them. They should not have survived. It was a gift from God to the, the Jewish people that mm-hmm. they survived. It was. I truly believe it was divine intervention. If you if you look into that war, there's certain parts where the Israelis were like, hey, we should not have survived that. We, we can't explain how we just won that. It shouldn't have happened. Yep. I mean, stuff like that. Like this, this will give you chills. Actually, when they were doing, uh, the- actually, it's freezing in here, so, so I don't you know already that I'll know them. the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, in the initial uh, st- airstrike, when they went, when they crossed over the Sinai and they were going towards uh, Egypt, um, there the Egyptians' early warning detection should have kicked off. But something happened that day. So there were a couple of things happened that day. For one, they had just gotten finished with like a a, a, a celebration, mm-hmm. and a lot of them had slept in. And they didn't actually get the warning. Mm. And there was also uh, a lot of their uh, uh, communications were jammed or, or jarbled when they went over. So there was literally like there's two things that they could not explain that totally didn't let them wow. see the Israelis coming. But there are just look into the six day war. There are those things yeah. that are riddled throughout. It's absolutely insane. But if you've ever been to the Golan Heights. You stand at the top of the Golan Heights. You understand why that that land has to be in Israel's yes. hands. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you go up there, and then if you go up there with the right weapons, rain Israel's down done. all day long. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And imagine giving that to Assad. Imagine right. that. Right. I mean, there, he's in bed with uh, with the, uh, the Iranians right now. 
He'll put Iranian missiles on top of the Golan Heights mm-hmm. if they ever uh, retreat and give that land up. So, no, it's never going to happen. So it's good that we're supporting them. For that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Trump has has done things that will say when he does things that are good and will say when yes. he does things that are bad. Um, but unfortunately, we are a very small, teeny, teeny, tiny minority of people because most people are just like you said, you know, they've they've already got their minds made up and they want they want him to be guilty. I, do you think it's it's more of wanting him to be guilty or wanting to just be right? And maybe it's both. Because I feel like in this country, we have this propensity to dig our heels in um, because we just want to be right. Not so much that like, oh, I want him to go to jail and have his day. But just that, well, I've already seen the evidence and I've already decided that he's guilty. And I don't want to think that I've actually, you know made yeah. a, a a wrong move or had a, a wrong thought about that our founding this is what i believe i think i was i'll go back to the 1700s and that and wind up to today but i think that our <laughs> I, mean, I didn't for, ask you to do that our, but okay. i know but you know me our <laughs> forefathers were deeply religious they did not want the government the capital city or any politician that did anything there to be to become the gods of this country they wanted God, the real God, to be their God. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they put the capital in a freaking swamp that nobody would want to go to. Like, I mean, come on. You've been to Virginia Beach, probably. Have you ever been to Virginia no. Beach? It's gorgeous. Put the capital in Virginia Beach. Tons of people, more people would want to go there. Did they do that? No. They put it in a swamp for crying out loud. Right. Because they did not want that to be the symbol of the country. They wanted it to be like the, your own business and everything you were going, every, all, every, you know, people making money and having families. That was supposed to rule the country. Mm-hmm. But it's changed. So now politics, politicians and agendas have become both God. They're, they're God. And scripture. They, yep. They are God and scripture. And they are uh, much more important than any football team. Yeah. Or anything like Our that. Our kids talk about politics. Mm-hmm. My, my daughter's 16 years old. She talks about politics as if it's like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Or they said this. Who cares? Yeah. I wasn't, no, no uh, I, was, I didn't even care who the president was when I was a kid. So, I barely even knew. So, uh, you know, talking about that and just how partisan we've become, um, Eric Bowling, who is also oh, with, who's also with Blaze TV, uh, he has his show America with Eric Bowling. And, um, you know, his son died from um, an overdose in 2017 and opioid opioid overdose. And he's worked, uh, done amazing things. Eric has with, uh, you know, just trying to solve the epidemic that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was hit with just the nastiest. I mean, you don't want to talk about partisan and letting politics just destroy our lives and destroy our, our uh, sense of patriotism and sticking together. Um, Let's, let's listen to what happened. What happened to Eric? A guy who appeared to be talking on cell phone, walked by our table and turned towards us and said, Eric Bowling's son killed himself because he was embarrassed by his dad. It was a drive-by hit on me using the most hateful words a human being can deliver to a grieving father. I got up and followed this hateful moron out of the hotel. I started taping, and here's what happened next. That guy right there is the man who delivered the hate. He was walking fast, not breaking stride, even as he crossed Pennsylvania Avenue against traffic. He was weaving around cars. Now, I chased him down and yelled whatever comes to the mind of a man who just been told his son killed himself because of him. Yep, 
I used some bad words. Yes, I followed him, and yes, I shouted at him. But he's, no, he's I lucky, do not apologize. It. Eric was my world, my life. He died by accident, and certainly oh. not because of me. I loved him beyond these words. But here's some more video of that night. Hey! That's what he wants. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. That's what he wants, man. I'm trying to tell you, bro. You don't want to go there. Oh, I'm talking about my son? I, I, I'm not, Who are you? Not oh, me. Bro. Who are you? Bro, bro. Who are you? If I'm you, I'm talking about my son. Eric, that's what they want. That's what they want. Eric, that's what they want. That's what they want. My son is dead. My son is dead. Look at me. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's funny. That's what they want, man. That's what they want. This is what I need. That's what they want. Come on, guys. Sorry, man. As you can see, there was a second guy lurking somewhere with a camera. This. He put it right in my face, like an inch or two away from my face. And he had a disturbing, huge smile on his face, even after I mentioned Eric Chase being dead. These men are despicable people. I asked my producer to blur these thugs' faces simply because I wouldn't want to expose them to the type of hate they had just dumped on me. My question is why, though? Why would anyone do such a horrific thing? Over politics? Just because I'm a friend of President Trump? It's an evil world out there. I've been exposed to way too many hateful comments on social media and in the media. But last night, I came face to face with true evil. Over politics, folks. Have we all lost our collective minds? We're all human beings here. And some things are just off limits. And the drug problem is universal. It should bring us together, not be used as a tool of hate to the vulnerable. While trying to enjoy conversation with friends last night, someone or some group walked into my world and delivered what they wanted to be a death blow. I'm sure whomever these guys worked for wanted me to shut up. But guess what they did instead? They picked a fight with the wrong guy. On September 8th, 2017, I lost my son. I left my career behind and I put my faith on ice that day, all in a three hour period. I lost it all that day, and this is what I have left. Therefore, I will not shut up, not a chance. Eric Chase would never allow me to be intimidated by thugs like these guys, so I shall not. God bless the President Trump, God bless his supporters, God bless the United States of America, and damn those among us who use hate to fuel a political agenda. Wow. 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 First of all, the strength uh, that Eric showed by not beating this guy to a pulp. I mean, most I, would not have that restraint. I don't think he would have every justification in the world to say I, I lost my temper. And I would I, I feel like we would be hard pressed, even with the left, to find someone who would would argue with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I feel like we could all pretty much agree that like, okay, yeah, when someone says something that derogatory about your son who is dead, you see red. Yeah. You, you know, you really can't, you really can't say, you really can't blame the guy if he were to take a swing, but he didn't, he didn't. Um, and I, I just can't imagine, you know, the, the strength and um, just the, the poise that he had in that moment to not do that. And the most disturbing thing was his his uh, recollection of the second guy, which yeah. you see for br- yes, real briefly you can see him. on the video that he's yeah, standing right in front of him with the phone. You can't see his face, but if he's standing there smirking, the guy that was with Eric saying that's what they want, that's what mm-hmm. they want. 
Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you. I guarantee you, it was like, hey, say this. If he goes crazy, I, I got the camera phone right here, yeah. ready to show it and plaster it all over social media. You know, like they wanted this this guy to get caught getting knocked out by Eric Bowling. That, that's what they wanted. And and for it, but for what? Po- like he said, I loved how he said it. Politics, so dirty over politics. You, I mean, you said one of the most hateful things you can say to a guy that just lost his son several months ago. That soon. I mean, just put yourself in that position. That's what I always tell my kids. Yeah, we like if you think about doing something. Imagine yourself. Imagine it happening to you. You know, reverse the situations. Um, they're completely incapable of doing that. I mean, we where we are now. Yeah, we we have lost our humanity. We have lost sight of humanity. And I mean, I, I get, and I've talked about this before that nowadays um, there was a study that came out that shows people's. Uh, brains and it's an MRI and so it shows how their brain lights up when they're asked something to challenge their the belief that they currently hold just a random like Albert Einstein was the greatest you know uh, genius of all time just something that doesn't have anything to do with politics and then they'll ask them a a belief that they hold that has to do with politics like let's say on abortion Um, and they found that people's brains light up in the hippocampus when you're asking them you're challenging them on a, a belief that they hold that has to do with politics. Um, the hippocampus lights up, which, uh, or I'm sorry, the amygdala. It's the amygdala that lights up, and that's what's responsible for our fight or, f- fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And so when they did the study, they determined that whenever you challenge someone's political view nowadays, their brain responds like you're challenging their entire identity. I mean, how terrifying is that? So now we're wired to think if you believe differently than I do on, you know, uh, pro-life or gun rights, if you believe differently than I do, you're challenging my entire existence, my entire identity. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's so especially when you're talking about, you know, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm all of these things. I'm not a conservative first and foremost. You know what I mean? Like there are so many more things that are so much more important than my, you know, than gun reform being challenged. And but that but that's not what we're seeing today. What we're seeing today is that we don't have we've lost our humanity. We have no humanity. All we do, we're just we're just part of a tribe. You're either in the tribe or you're out of the tribe. And you may not speak ill of anyone in the tribe at any point in time, regardless of whether or not you agree with what they're doing or you find it to be immoral. Yeah. I, on this, I, I just saw a survey. A New York Post just posted it yesterday um, that millennials care more about the, their date's politics than good sex. Wow. Wow. That's sad. It's like an overwhelming majority. Like what? That they're more so, in so dating. They, they're more concerned about the politics. So they would be they would be satisfied dating and marrying someone as long as they were ideologically aligned and be totally fine just having bad sex forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Apparently, they'd be very fulfilled. That is so as, sad. I mean, what? millennials are already miserable. Well. Let me just caveat before you guys, before you guys. Okay, Christian, I see you. Let me just caveat. I always get a couple people who are like, I'm a millennial and you, you just generalized all of us. Okay, I get it. Not all millennials are made equal. There are some of you out there who I admire and I love and thank you for being reasonable. But on a whole, millennials are already so miserable. <laughs> Can you imagine if they just 
were doomed to a lifetime of bad sex, <laughs> they would just be insufferable at that point. We do have a couple of millennials that call into the show every once in a while, and uh, they are like, they seem to be the exception yeah. know, to the rule. And they, they've really got... And we love you guys. We, we love, love you guys. that you're that you're out there. You guys are the key. Easy. Yeah, and you guys are the key to changing uh, you know, where we're headed. We can't do it without you guys. So And it's crazy. I wish I had to study up that I did a, I did some research a while ago about just the how much more liberal uh, colleges are nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's a vast amount. I mean, it is vast. Of uh, the amount of people that identify as liberal versus conservative in the public universities, it's it's scary, it's insane. And you, but what they, are you talking about the administrators or the or the, the students, the professors, the professors? So, um, but these this was this was what the kids are getting. They're going they're mm-hmm. they're going to college, and they've been doing this for de- for decades now. It's been like this for decades. Mm-hmm. So they'll go to college. Um, then those those kids of like ten years ago or whatever that went to college, they got that liberal indoctrination. Now a lot of them went to work as elementary school teachers, high school teachers, junior high school teachers. So that's I mean I personally blame like my kids. I they come and ask me these questions all the time because they're like, oh my teacher said this, my teacher said that, and that's different from what you've told me about this. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, why it's math class? Why are they talking about this? Right. Um. So they're getting the indoctrination now from grade school. Because of what started in the university system 10, or 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, millennials are screwed, really. They've had this their entire lives. Imagine getting this now, like, like our kids, your, mm-hmm. yours and mine. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have to fight this their entire life. They're going to be getting something from us. Then they're going to get this around their friends, a completely different ideology. Like, how, how do they fight that? At least our kids have had, you know, we, we've been talking to them a lot. And they know, but I mean... Many people don't have that luxury. I mean, we're just screwed, basically, is what Jason's telling us. Thanks a lot, Jason. Welcome back to uh, hour two of the Steve Day Show. I am Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. Yeah, you are. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and uh, hey, you can call us 888-900-3393 if you still talk on the phone. I don't think people talk on the phone anymore. I, I try really hard not to talk on the phone. So whenever I, I, I give a phone number and it doesn't involve texting, I'm not sure if people will actually take the time to do it because no one uses cell phones for their original purpose anymore. My problem is I don't even text anymore, as you know. You're like, hey. Yeah, I know. Like like, four hours later. (laughs) I don't know how his wife deals with him. And that's what I that's what I told him. I I was just like, how does your wife deal with this? I would be so annoyed with you (laughs) if it took four hours for a text message response about the groceries. Gotta be me, Sarah. Gotta be me. (laughs) Uh, You can also tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. And hey, remember, we've got that hashtag going on. Hashtag the fill-ins. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw it trending the other day for the entire United States. I it was like too. at the top Everywhere. of Twitter trending. I hashtag was, the fill-ins. It was on the, like the Megatron in Times Square. Yeah. I like, wow, I didn't expect it to go that far. I know. I mean, it's, we got to give the people what they want. Where's our merch? Just have to get the merch started <laughs> up. So just saying, keep that Twitter trend going. Uh, before we get back into the conversation, I want to tell you about a product that I use called Ridiazone, especially for those of you who are like, gosh, I really have just a little bit of extra weight that I want to get off by summer because it's spring, as we discussed earlier in the show, and summer is right around the corner. Uh, Ridiazone can help you do that. So 
Ridizone is great because they've taken the good molecule in olive oil and put it into a capsule that has been shown to boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite. Um, I use it to maintain because I lost a bunch of weight many, many years ago. And it, it's hard because you it's hard to lose the weight and then it's hard to keep it off. And then you get old and your metabolism crashes and you you feel like you can't do anything. You hit this weight loss plateau and you get frustrated and you give up. Don't do that. Don't give up. Give Riduzone a try. I'm telling you, I hear from viewers all the time. They send feedback in and they they tell me it's working for me. It can work for you. Go to Riduzone.com. For those of you who are listening on podcasts, that's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Uh, you can get 30% off of a three-month supply by using promo code Steve. Now is the time to do it. Go to Riduzone.com, promo code Steve, and you are going to be looking like a rock star for summer. You're welcome. Uh, we're talking about college campuses and just how you know the left has indoctrinated them because everyone, all the administrators, all the professors, everyone around your children when you send them to college are all super left. Um, and I mean, I remember Glenn and Stu went over the actual numbers, the actual percentage of conservatives that there were um, as professors on college campuses. And it was just insane. I can look for it. I, I've got it somewhere. Yeah. But there was like a recent, I think it was like, I think campus reform might've like dug it up or but did it. it. I it mean, was... it's, it's not, it's not even close, just not even close. Uh, so, you know, in talking about that, Trump, president Trump decided to uh, issue an executive order protecting freedom of speech on college campuses um, because, you know, he was finding that there was an imbalance of conservative speakers weren't allowed to come, but liberal speakers were, and then conservatives would get disinvited. And, you know, we've all seen the constant back and forth that's been going on on college campuses when it comes to uh, conservative speakers attending these college campuses to speak to the students. Oh, my gosh. I found the numbers whenever you want to do them. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, you've already interrupted me, so why don't you go ahead and finish interrupting me? So this study was published by the National Association of Scholars, and they looked at 9,000 professors at 51 of the 66 top-ranked colleges in the U.S. They found that political bias on college campuses, this is not a rumor, it's like hard fact. The numbers right, are like this insane. is this was a study. It, this is a this study. is not just conjecture. Okay, it's insane. So the ratio of Democrat professors to Republican professors is twelve point seven to one. Jeez, forty percent of the colleges that they pulled uh, that they looked at had zero registered Republicans on staff. Unbelievable. Forty percent just on staff. So like not even the secretary. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 80% of them had so few Republican staff members that they were statistically insignificant. Mm. Um, and this has been building for decades. They, they found in 1984, around 39% of college professors described themselves as left-leaning. But by 1999, that number grew to 72%. And this is, by t- today, it's just an all-out all dumpster fire. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you look at the academic field, it gets even worse. Um, and this kind of shows you how, like, liberal professors, they're literally, like, rewriting history. Um, that's, and if you look at the history professors, it's the, for every one Republican history professor, there are 17.4 Democrats. Unbelievable. History. I'm surprised that there are any history professors because they're not even, they're not teaching history. Yeah. What are the history professors there for? You can get, you know, uh, a degree in history and not have to take any American history classes. Oh my gosh. Were you, were you communications? Uh, no. Major? No. Okay. I, I was, I took the path of 
criminology and forensic psychology and somehow ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> I took the path of uh, political science, then Marine Corps, and uh, somehow ended up here. Well, you're still, no go. you're still go. You're still go. You're still go. Check this out. If you're if you're all you know the media right now, the media bias, um, which we can all agree is just absolutely ridiculous and bi- and it is biased. Mm-hmm. Well, check the media the, bias is biased. Is biased. Check the root cause of this, right? It starts in it starts in the universities that many of you are probably paying ridiculous tuition fees right now. Um, out of the ninety thousand professors in fifty one top rated schools, the number of Democrat to Republican communications faculty members is one hundred and eight to zero. Oh zero. My God. It's actually zero. That's so terrifying. You th- if you so if you think bias is bad now, <laughs> that's the ratio right now. Think about how it's going to be in the next five years. I la- the, what what is happening right now is laugh so you don't cry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's so to zero. That's insane. Okay, wow. So you've got that, and we'll get back to the to the executive order. But you've got that going on. At the same time that we're seeing uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her brain, the product of uh, BU over there, <laughs> how, how much, uh, I don't even think I want to know how much she spent on her useless degree um, because it would make me sick to know how much money was thrown away for her to stand up there on those stages and spout off the nonsense that she spouts off. It's a double degree, right? It's either, yes. a du- it's either yep. one, it's a double or yes. one major and one minor, but it's in economics mm-hmm. and political and science. Political science, yeah. Both things she's looked absolutely ridiculous on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, not even knowing basic information. Oh, I know. So, but like I, all of these things I'm looking at and I'm like, yeah, trade school sounding really good for my kid when he gets to be that age because uh, I don't really think it makes sense to spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to send him to a school that, you know, uh, is not going to teach him anything uh, of worth, but is going to teach him to make a complete fool out of himself yeah. thinking he knows things he doesn't. But I, I, I was I was real lucky. I went to a private school, ACU, Evelyn Christian University. Um, who actually had their first birth in uh, March Madness in the tournament oh, yesterday. Oh, congrats. It was really cool. They got destroyed by Kansas uh, by like 40 points. Oh. But at least they made it. Yeah. They made it to the dance. It, I mean, um, <laughs> small steps. Big steps. I, I mean, my, my mom was on, uh, was, on facu- was on the faculty there, and so I got a big discount to actually go. That's the only way I was able to go. Mm. But they were completely unbiased. I, I never, ever got the impression that I was being pushed or indoctrinated in a certain way. And they were a Christian school. And they were a Christian school. So you would think that, you know... If they were to, if there were to be a place to to give any sort of bias, it would be a, a religious school, right? Um, I guess. I, I mean, religion's not political. I mean, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jason, you're wrong. It is now. <laughs> there's a, there's a few issues that are that are political. You know, like uh, abortion, um, a few others um, that I just won't go into. But by and large, religion should be apolitical. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, but I should, but, but should, but, but, should, but I never felt like they were pushing you either direction. But but I don't have the money to send my kid. My kid's going to college, and uh, she, she's a junior now. She'll be a senior next year. She's going to college very soon. Mm-hmm. We were talking yesterday. I was yeah. like, I don't have the money to do that. I'm literally going to send her for a year just to the like local. Uh, community community college, college to get her basics out of the mm-hmm. way. And plus, that gives Which me at is, least one more year to make sure that I drill into her. Be strong in your own convictions. Yeah. Do not just because someone says something. 
check it, recheck it, have your own sources, do your own research because colleges right now and universities are not teaching you uh, how to think, how to think critically or think for yourself. Yeah. That the, should be the role. Mm-hmm. Like they just should be how to think. No, they are telling you what, what to, think. to think. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, uh, in light of all of that, Donald Trump signed this executive order so that the order will require higher education institutions to certify that they are enforcing free speech standards in order to receive funding, in order to receive grants through uh, the Department of Education and Health and Human Services um, and a bunch of other agencies. So it's basically the threat is, you know, you're going to lose funding if you don't allow free speech on this campus. Good. Yeah. Take away funding, period. They don't need your funding. Right. They've got the, the, they have this crutch that they know the federal government's going to underwrite things like this so they can keep tuition high. Mm-hmm. Tuition is rising. Why? If you look at the endowments, the University of Texas now is like the number two person with the biggest pool of endowments. Uh, do you know that? No. It, it's insane. Like they're like now right under, it's like Yale or something like that. I can't remember what which one. Bizarre. But they're right up there with the big boys. You know why? Because back in like the 1800s, they did this deal to where there was like the the revenue they got from oil and gas that would also be pull, put into the endowment fund for the state universities. So the business has been yeah. good lately. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Oil boom. Yeah. Um, so they, they've been getting, so all their coffers are getting like crazy. But what's insane is the tuition with all that money at, U, at University of Texas, uh, my brother goes there, it's not going down. It's going up. Up, yep. Because the government influence is like healthcare. Again, yeah. you know, when, yeah, when it's never going to go down. When the government gets into it. Yep. The pr- the, it's the just going to go up. Get rid of all that funding. Mm-hmm. Do not give them another dime. Get rid of all of it. I, I, I'm, I'm, glad that's, I'm glad that's happening. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of people who are saying, and some of them on the conservative side, who are saying that the executive order goes too far. My issue is... <laughs> doesn't go far enough. Well... <laughs> My issue is just not necessarily a critique of the executive order itself, but more of how how do we enforce that? It's it has yet to be seen. You know, um, it's just basically completely subjective as to whether or not um, they are going to abide by what was the what was the term, whatever the term was with the free speech. But who like who's going to enforce it? What are going? What are they going to get? They're going to lose funding, I guess. But what agency is going to make sure that that happens? It remains to be seen. So, so it sounds kind of more kind of just like a... It's just a piece of paper that says something and it will be interesting to see, okay, well, is it actually going to happen or is this just a, you know, again, a title, a headline that makes conservatives really excited because, hey, if we can get, you know, equal speech on campus, that would be great. Free speech on campus. We can actually have our speakers come to campus. That would be great. Um, so, you know, that that remains to be seen. Yeah. Anytime the government starts getting involved in, in little things like it's very what's 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 kind of weird or eerily similar is it's almost the same argument for what's going on with uh, like big tech companies and what they are or aren't uh, going to publish because they're either a platform or a publisher. Yeah. And uh, the, the the law back in what was it the 90s when the Internet first came out, it was like a decency and communications act or something like that. And they, it was all about porn at the time because they were like, oh, my yes. gosh, everyone, kids are going to have access to, to porn. porn. What do we do? We have to do something. So they started putting on regulations. Well, in that act, they stuck in a little clause in there that said that, oh, these big tech companies, you know, they're and I can't remember which is which platform or publisher. Glenn knows this. I'm always my head explodes every pa- time. Platform is equal 
and publisher publisher is, is they have the ability to edit or tweak or so they should be and they, what the way that they're acting is in a publisher mode, but they are now considered a platform, even though that's not what they're acting. Okay, and the, yeah, and so the, and they'll get under that they'll get like protection under the government. Uh, they can't be as litigated a plat- against as a sued, platform. Yes, as a platform, they get extra protections. So when that happened, it screwed everything up. Like it's it screwed everything up. These like it's, these should be private companies. The government should not get involved. They can post whatever they want. They can they can ban whoever mm-hmm. they want. They can. That's their right. And under capitalism, another company can come along and be their competition and blow them out of the water because they're not willing to censor anyone. Right. That's how it should work. Right. Um, universities, really. I mean, it's a, it's. A, I hate the idea of state universities. I wish they would completely get the states out of it, um, and they were all just their own businesses. That way, they really could do whatever they wanted to. Yeah. They could just finally come out, take the mask off, and said, "Yeah, we're a liberal organization." And we don't care about all your conservative thoughts. We're just pushing Marxist theory on all these people. Right. Take the mask off and do it. But then you can have conservative uh, organizations that do the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, Red Lane said, tweeted it in and said, our oldest is getting his welding certification at the local community college for less than 4000 Wow. No kidding. And that's what I'm telling you that is going to be. That's probably a six-figure salary almost too, right? Welders make bank. Yeah. I mean, and I'm telling you that is going to be the new the new trend because we're reaching the point that, you know, college is, paying for college is unsustainable. Yet, I mean, I guess unless we elect a socialist who's just going to call for free college and then we're all screwed <laughs> because the quality is going to be, if you can imagine, even worse. But Free college. I, I went on another Twitter trigger uh, <sighs> rant. Jason, uh, you not really so long need ago to take the... like an anger management class I or know, something. On Twitter. <laughs> on, uh, but, but this was on like healthcare. And I was talking to uh, a guy that we had here that's from Scotland. And he was telling me about the free healthcare. And he was like, so he goes, first off, you have to know that there's like a, uh, you know, there's a priority system. So if what, what someone's offered to, let's say, a 30-year-old woman mm-hmm. is not the same thing offered to a 60-year-old woman mm-hmm. or 60-year-old man, vice versa, whatever. So if you're older, you don't get the same opportunities. You get put in the back of the line and you'll have to wait. Right. And he also said the free stuff, it's funny. So if you're like middle, upper middle class and, uh, I don't know, you make around $80,000 or something like that. Well, that puts you like in a in a tax bracket where you're paying about forty percent income tax to the government. Jeez. But it's not. But but if you look at they said they don't advertise this. But if you look at your paycheck, there's also a national health service tax, NHS tax, on top of what on you're top already... of your income tax, mm-hmm. and it gets insane. So I think per month it was around eight hundred. No, no, no. It was around like five hundred dollars or something like that per month. Jeez, five hundred dollars. A and month. and that's not even that's not for you. That's just for the tax. You could purchase your own insurance. Right, that's what I'm saying. That. Like you that would that would be what would be deducted from your paycheck just for you to have insurance yourself. Right? Yeah. What a scam it's that is. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um Wow. But you know, going to college. Sorry. Yeah, going back to <laughs> what we were talking about, Jason. Shut up, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. Uh so the the whole free speech thing. <laughs> talking about it there was a, a amherst college who released um a common language document for all of their students now they have since retracted it because they got so much backlash um but very interesting talk about shaping our students and indoctrinating them um you know because they all of the professors know that they have this influence let me give you just a couple of the of the words that they attempt to define. The first one is capitalism. Uh, 
So the definition of capitalism, according to this common language document from Amherst College, is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit okay. rather than by the state. Would you agree with that I'd so far? Agree with that. Okay. okay, right. That's true. The period, though, right? Well, that, no, there's more. Oh, okay. Of course, there's more. That's not the only, like, that's not, <laughs> like, you're not what? done with the definition of capitalism like, there. What, do you have, what problem do you have with that, Sarah? No, no. Further capitalism, this system leads to exploitative labor practices, <laughs> okay. which affect marginalized groups disproportionately. Oh, oh, my gosh. That is the definition of capitalism. Where is this? Amherst College. Uh, okay, so where Ma- in Massachusetts, I've seen similar things like that when they talk about 9-11, like in the history classes, when they talk about 9-11, it like says it's got the first part of that capitalism thing where it's like, yeah, so these people, you know, Osama bin Laden, you know, Al Qaeda mm-hmm. attacked the World Trade Center should have been a period. But then instead, the next sentence is due to the exploitation of Muslim uh, majority countries by the American foreign policy, you know, yada, 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 imperialism, yada, yada, yada. It's unbelievable serious so here let me give you another one the term this is two in one the term legal slash illegal is a (laughs) 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 this is the first part of it (laughs) your face is classic (laughs) (laughs) a highly racialized term to describe a person's <laughs> presence in a nation without government-issued immigration status. And it is not an appropriate... Ah, I can't even get through this! It is not an appropriate noun or adjective to describe an individual. And it is often misused to designate certain undocumented members of a society, specifically people of color, to deny their contributions, right to exist, and recognition as people within certain national boundaries. Okay, yeah, this reminds me of my, my Common Core thing, like math thing. That's like, exactly what this is. They're like all they the- took all of these steps to get to what they're trying to say. Exactly. When it could have just said illegal versus legal, one broke the law, one didn't. <laughs> Let's go make the sandwich. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) the right to exist, by the way, to deny. So who in America is denying anyone's right to exist? I mean, to me, like, am I wrong that that when you say that, that means I don't think you have a right to be alive? You're I mean, they're they're saying their right to exist. Wouldn't that be what you would? No one's denying their right to exist we're just saying if you're here illegally you shouldn't be and you should go back to your country because that's the logical way to do things and reattempt the legal and right way thank you You, we're not saying you cannot be here we want you here just do it the right way highly racialized term good god i can't handle it so i was reading uh, i was reading an article someone was pointing out and uh it was like the harvard handbook they had added in uh, like what they want out of their students and one of them was there was a line in it something along the lines of if you are a dissenter or if you are causing problems you know or you know within your group then you don't really belong here and basically what it kind of boiled down to is if 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 you say anything in disagreement with you know the standard with the standards of the majority are here then we don't value your opinion 
We, so they don't want conversation. They don't want debate. This is in a university. I believe it. Supposedly one of the it. highest universities in Look, this country. Look, I don't even have a shocked world. face. I believe it. That's that, not shocking to me at all. They just want conformists. Yep. They, that's all they want. There's, you know what? What's crazy is I think back to after World War II. Um, when the university system really blew up and our economy was about to go out the roof and go crazy good, crazy high. And a lot of that had to do with the implementation of the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that, a lot of these uh, guys coming back from war, they didn't have the means to go to school, but then they had the GI Bill, so they, it was all paid for them. So you had people that never would have been to some of these universities, right. like Harvard, the upper echelon universities, Harvard, Princeton, Yale. Then you all of a sudden you had... You know, idiots like me that are in the Marine Corps <laughs> sitting down now next to the guy that, yep. you know, that was his legacy yep. university because everyone in his family went there. Right. Um, but the result was you had an influx of new ideas, people that could do things that other people, you know, wouldn't even have attempted to do to apply like mechanical engineering degree, not to like NASA, even though that was still good, mm-hmm. but also to revolutionize the auto industry. We probably spent his entire life in his, his granddad's garage. Yeah. It was awesome. But now we go to these you know, these upper tiered echelon you know universities, and the only way you can do it is if you have your you know your rich movie star you know yeah, Aunt Becky legacy you know uh, mom yeah well you can't do that anymore either it. because then you get caught for cheating. That's so stupid because you know like <laughs> I, I I worked in, in in Hollywood for a long time uh, as the, as a bodyguard. And uh, this this is stuff that you knew was everyone knows. It was like the Weinstein thing. Everyone knew the stuff. Was I am going telling on. you, Jason, you drop this so many times that he's like, "Well, I worked as a bodyguard, but I can't tell you, P- I can't tell you names, I can't tell you stories. I can just tell you that I know some stuff." <laughs> and I'm telling you, everyone out there, tell Jason, tweet at him, and and pr- let's peer pressure him into can't do it. No, listen, you write a tell-all book, <laughs> you put it in a vault. And then when you die, then you can release it. Would I would make so much money. My family would make so much That's money. That's what I'm saying. This bank. I have this thing called morals and morality that won't allow it. What is that? <laughs> it typically doesn't exist these days. I don't know what that is. But, but I never would. But but it's uh, but it's funny because everyone knew this stuff was going on. And also, also like the big Fortune 500 CEOs, they do the same thing. Yeah. But they don't do it that way. They just donate the science building. Right. And they right. put their they name on it. The- <laughs> and all their kids that can barely say their ABCs yeah. go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And they got uh, that degree. Yeah. They got that degree. Um, there is another another term for you. Just I'm I'm just here to educate you today, Jason. Oh, I am just here I to make sure that you I I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything, <laughs> but uh, oppression. Oh, first of all, there's no such thing as reverse oppression. Um, oppression is predicated upon access to institutional power. Marginalized communities do not have access to institutional power. So, um, first of all, I feel like maybe Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez helped craft this because (laughs) whenever it reminds me of her in the sense that it's just a bunch of words strung together that they're like, insert big word here, followed by conjunction, followed by another big word here, followed by intersectionality followed by like they're just stringing words together with nothing to back it up did it say there's no such thing as reverse oppression yes because i would agree with that yes yeah oppression is oppression 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 is oppression but racism but, but what their point but their point was the opposite yeah their point was marginalized communities are the only ones that can be oppressed um no one else can be oppressed because they also said that i'm surprised they admitted this first part women can be as prejudiced as men but women cannot be just as sexist as men because they do not hold political, 
economic and institutional power. Really? There's no women in no, politics? None. No women CEOs or executives? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's none anywhere. Mm-mm. This is a bunch of crap. I mean, it's just a bunch of words strung together. But I would also like to say, I mean, why are they using the term woman? Who, Like, who are they to define what gender I am? I know, right? Bigots. Why? why oh, my are they gosh. So- Thank you. What if I'm identifying as a man or where is the definition for the um, non-binary genderqueer person? Can they be prejudiced? Can That's they be sexist? Such a good point. I, Can I, they I will, be oppressed? I will stand by on the Twitters to see when Antifa is going to go and do a mass protest at their school because I'm sure that's that's bound to happen after they just did that. <laughs> bound to happen. Um, here, here, one more. My favorite. <clears throat> Want to make sure you can hear me clearly for this one. White savior complex, an attitude or posture of condescending benevolence based on the idea that white people inherently should are in a position to and are qualified to save. That's air quotes for those of you who are listening to save people of color. This can be seen internationally as well as domestically. See the following definitions of Eurocentrism and American exceptionalism. The condescending benevolence. Is this a sociology course within this university or this is for everyone at the university, like in the handbook? This was... sounds like a sociology course. No, this was... It was a document that was released by the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, which obviously you know on a college campus, you gotta have the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. That's the first place you want to be built on your college campus. Think about think about the all of the mayhem that would occur on college campuses if we don't have the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. I'd have two of them personally. That's a great point. Yeah, you need to, you got to be extra careful. You never know when you're going to need the backup Office of Diversity and I'd, Inclusion. I'd actually put four of them on each corner of the of the, of the campus mm. just in case. So mm. if you're in the middle, you've got a really quick shot to one of the offices. These people are doing good work out there, Jason. They are yeah. doing good work. They are releasing common language documents. Well, they are educating their students. But they failed, huh? Because this got tossed out. Well, yeah, I mean, they got a little bit of backlash. So then they said, okay, well, I guess we're just going to remove this from our website and but pretend. But if they had four offices, that would not have happened. Oh, my gosh. If you're listening, College of the, what was that? Amherst. Amherst crazy. Amherst College. University. Wow. That's a great point. What we need is, are more offices of diversity and inclusion. It's like progressive policies. When why one fails, you double down. Why don't we have an office of diversity and inclusion here at, at the studio? I'm, we, we should put that we in. We have accounting office. We have HR office. We have all these other offices. Where's our office of diversity and inclusion? Because I'm going to tell you, I'm a POC. I don't know if you know this, Jason. I am a POC. I know people forget, but my last name is Gonzalez. So technically I am a POC and I'm just saying. Oh, I was saying point of contact. Uh, <laughs> I was like, like so, excuse me. I know you're like white, a, so you don't know like my an lingo. A sponsor or something. Like you, <laughs> you don't know the lingo that we POCs like to use, but I'm going to be the first one at the door of the office of diversity and inclusion here at blaze TV studios, asking them, what can you do for me? That's what it's about, right? I like it. What can you do for me? I'm marginalized. What can you do for me? 
I'm sure I can fit myself into some intersectional group. Maybe you are no, you're way second. too you're way yeah, you're way, way too white, white for that. So white. White man, please. Welcome back to uh, Steve Dace. I am Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. I was <clears throat> trying to cram some food down my down my throat in the the five minutes that we have to uh, reconvene because Which, I, I still cannot even talk because I've never seen you eat something <laughs> like ever. I know. I was like, what's happening right now? Well, here I do this thing where Fridays <laughs> I allow myself more than just air. To eat, <laughs> I extend uh, some other things into my diet other than air and kale. I tell you what, Riduzone works because I never see you eat a thing and you're perfectly fine. Last <laughs> <laughs> time you ate, Sarah, 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good old 1998. Oh, I remember yeah. the I remember the burger. I remember it well. It was my last meal. <laughs> Actually, people ask me, they're like, "When is the last time you had like a bur- a real burger or a pizza?" And I Honestly, don't know. That's awful. No, I'll, I'll have the, the, sometimes I'll have the, the meat in the burger, right? I'll have the patty and the toppings, but not the bun. And sometimes if I get super desperate and I'm at a kid's birthday party and they have pizza and I'm really hungry, I will peel the cheese off of the pizza and just eat the cheese. Oh my gosh. You're like my wife, my, my wife, they never get her order right because she's always so picky with it. She's like, oh, yeah, I want a hamburger and no bun and no ham and no burger. <laughs> well, to um, be fair, ham doesn't come on a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> well, no, not true. Hamburger. That's the Bust. name of it. That's the name of it. I win. Move on. <laughs> There's no ham on a burger. Just going to point that out one more time for those of you in the back. Um Anyway, uh, so because I we go film the news, the news and why it matters, uh, which you can watch on Blaze TV at five thirty Eastern, four thirty Central. We're we're going to go film that right after this. And my husband, who works with us, also um, came and brought me food. And then I realized that Jason's sitting right next to me, and Jason's like, "Well, thanks a lot for bringing me food." I wasn't hungry at all. And now I feel now I feel bad. You can you can have some of my grilled chicken later if you want. It's we have not, to wait until we're done and it'll be like lukewarm. I thought about getting mad, but then I was just so fascinated by seeing you eat that that kind of just like, <laughs> for that, I was like, eh, it's cool. I just want to like, I don't want to, I don't even want to ask for one because I just want to watch you do something that we thought just never happened. And I will say, uh, Jason <laughs> and my husband had a conversation and he, my husband said, um, don't worry, she'll only eat like two. <laughs> and I will just say for the record, I had three. And still going, I bet, after next break. Yeah, I had to close it because I'm not going to eat on camera. That is not very ladylike. (laughs) Speaking of ladylike, uh, a British, what is she, a writer, said that she was under investigation. Oh, this is insane. After she, um, uh, you know what? It's very serious. You guys, you're going to be stunned, stunned to learn what the crime was. She's a Roman Catholic columnist, by the way. Yes. And she, no, okay, maybe she didn't murder someone. All right. And okay, maybe she didn't assault anyone. Maybe she didn't, uh, you know, kidnap anyone. Maybe she didn't rob a bank, but she misgendered a trans rights activist child. 
Yeah, so she was on what uh, a, a British news thing mm-hmm. with Pierce Morgan and Susie Green. I don't, do you know? Yes. Who's, who's, I don't know who Susie, no. Green, Susie Green is, but apparently, yes. It, what, but she, but she misgendered Susie Green's child. And then, so later on, like, so she does that during the show, mm-hmm. and somebody was like just horrified that this happened, and actually called the police. Yes. So, and let me let me just give a little bit ah. more a, a little bit more background. Um, so. She had just debated Susie Green here. Here's Susie Green. She is chief of an organization that supports transgender children and their families. And um, this writer offered a skeptical view concerning gender transition. And the apparently she identified Susie Green's transgender daughter as a boy. So and for those of you who because I'm always like, I don't just tell me what parts they have because I we use these trans trans woman and trans man and i'm just like i don't know are, do they have a penis or do they have a vagina yeah that's like, what i need to know to know what you're talking about here so wait so it's wait, a, hold, it was born a boy okay so if they say trans female does that mean they were originally boys and yes then trying to transition to a female yes okay got it i know but it's hard it when you're reading it it's like i don't know shim i don't shim i can't i don't know if it's a he or a she i'm just gonna say shim, shim so that it's all encompassing um, so I was thinking of, was that Noah's kids, Shim, him, and Japheth? <laughs> Sorry. So, um, so she, in this, conversation, in this conversation on good morning, Britain, she identified this boy <gasps> as a boy. Oh my gosh. What a witch. What an evil, evil witch. So she said, that she pointed out that she is a Catholic journalist and it is her religious belief that a person cannot change sex. And they were in the middle of a national conversation about what it means to be male and what it means to be female. She said, nonetheless, following my appearance on national television, the CPS have decided I need to be interviewed under caution for misgendering Susie Green's child. Be interviewed and possibly charged with a hate crime. Oh, hate crime. My gosh. I can't. They have gone completely insane in the UK. Oh, the UK's done. They're absolutely done. And it's not just a it's not just a it's not a religious belief. No, it's science. Yes. For crying out loud. Well, I mean, and you have people like uh, Dr. Deborah So who has been to, you know, to this studio and she's been on, on my show before and. She is not, she's, I, to my knowledge, she, I don't know her religious affiliation, but she's certainly, uh, you know, a liberal, but she also studies uh, all of this gender nonsense. And she's even like, you guys, the science is clear that this is not, you guys are making this into a thing and scientifically you have no basis to back it up. So can we pump the brakes a little bit? So, I mean, it has nothing to do with, you know, political affiliation or religion. It's again, Knock, knock, party of science. Hello, you're going to call yourself the party of science on climate change. Well, I mean, maybe we look at science on this issue as well, huh? You know, you know, what's you know, what's irritating to me about this. So I guarantee you Pierce Morgan had her on because she is a part of the Roman Catholic, you know, uh, PR or whatever. Uh, You know, she's a noted Roman Catholic columnist. So he wanted to perpetuate this, that it's a religious fanatic thing against the LGBT elemental peak uh, um, community. Right. That's what they're trying to perpetuate because it's, it's usually when you hear them, they're like, Oh yeah, it's, it's them, it's them right wingers and those religious fanatics. 
you know, it's all them. No, yeah. we need to frame this. This is a, a, a very basic science issue we have with this. It's very basic. It doesn't get any more basic. To the party that says they're all about science, mm-hmm. look, throw it back in their faces. Yep. That's We need to take it away from any other kind of argument. It's not a right-wing thing. It's not a religious thing. This is a very basic science matter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and now you have the police department in the U.K., Working to establish whether any criminal offenses have taken place. Mm, Good. Good for them. Finally, we are looking at the real crimes. I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. But I feel like there might be some other things happening in the UK that may need a little bit more attention than a woman, a journalist calling a boy a boy. (laughs) Call me crazy. I, I just I feel like maybe there might be some other things going on, but I mean, I mean, don't like if you if you're saying that this is in the, in the okay UK whatever. No, I mean we are right on that path as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely. What's what's hilarious is like that used to be the American American identity. We were the ones that like wore everything out on our sleeves. We said what was on our mind, like the New York identity, which mm-hmm. now is just liberal. You know, you know, ground zero. Yeah. If it's not L.A., but was like that was where the people were like. If you don't like it, you know, well, you take this. You know, like they would just say, I, I can't cuss. Otherwise, I would say what they would really say. But like that's that was the New Yorker identity. You know, yeah. very brash, yeah. like say whatever they meant, you know, whatever they wanted. They could be mean. Right. Now it's a it's going to be a crime to be mean. Like I'm not advocating to be mean. You know, like if there's someone that, you know, has the mental disorder of gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. I would never be mean to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I wouldn't. But there's a very small percentage of people who actually have gender dysphoria. Right. I mean, that's a very teeny tiny percentage of the people that we're talking about here. It's just that the professionals, the doctors, the people who are supposed to be there to help them are not helping them. They're just enabling something. Even in the face of looking at the science, looking at the statistics, knowing that this is not a direction that they should be pushing these people in. Oh, man. And they're doing it anyway. What, let, let me let me just bring to the table really quickly while we're on this subject There um, is a a 14-year-old boy, I believe, who is autistic, and this is, again, in the UK, who is autistic, and um, he told his parents that he thought that he was a girl, and the parents, of course, thought that, okay, I think that his autism is kind of playing a role in his gender confusion, and so they did not want to cooperate with the transition he wanted. He wanted to be put on hormone blockers. They were like... Sweetheart, I, we don't think that that's you're not a girl and, you know, we're worried about you. We know that you're confused and we're not going to put you on um, on these hormone blockers. And so apparently the uh, the authorities are threatening now to put him in foster care because. This, yes, because Wasn't the, there another case pretty, pretty mm-hmm, recently also, mm-hmm. like maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm. About this? Yes, this is another case. Oh, well, I believe that was in Canada. Oh, my God. That was in Canada. This is in the UK. So, um, yeah. So the couple was visited by local authorities about the complaint. And they said that they should find alternative accommodations for their son um, or else he would be put into temporary foster care. And the school officials originally reported uh, the parents to two child services for emotional abuse because they objected to the sex change. Wow. That's where they are. That's where they are in the UK. And we are not too far behind them. 
I was gonna I was gonna mention this in the news and why it matters. I think like last week or maybe it was earlier this week. But they the Pentagon has said they're they're going to start implementing the policy of no transgender yes. in the military. Yes. And uh, this this is just absolutely insane to me. This uh this this entire debate has been absolutely insane. When you go to join the military, right? It's it's a it's a privilege to join the military. Um, you have to fit their qualifications perfectly. Mm-hmm. The minorest of details will knock you out of it. The minorest. Yeah. There's actually a point in the minorest. In the, in the, that's a word. Mm-hmm. The it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a point in the, your little, you know, when you do all your battery of tests, medical, everything, uh, educate, you know, ment- mental, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's one here in Dallas, the Military Enlistment Processing Center, MEPS. Um, when you do that, there's a point where you have to strip down completely naked and walk in, there's like like 20 of you in this big medical room at a time. And they have you bend all kinds of directions. And they're, they're like looking everywhere. Don't need that image, thanks. <laughs> but to prove the point that I'm making is that they, they are very thorough in knocking you out. Yeah. And like it could be a little bitty thing that they see with your spine or with your foot or yeah. anything. Right. You're out. Yeah. You can't do it. And it seems very unfair at the time, but they have their standards. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not going to allow a minor little thing like that. Like if your foot's a little flat, you know, or whatever. Right. Then why would the, the because they don't want, they can't incur the costs of fixing all these issues. Mm-hmm. Now, how would they, the gender dysphoria, how are they, first off, it, it's classified as a mental disorder. Yeah. Right. Well, right. For, and, for one. Yes. Like literally in the book uh, of mental disorders, it that's a, a mental disorder and we're trying to normalize it. Um, even, even. At the same time that I just read a report the other day that there was evidence that indicated that cross-sex hormones trigger major heart problems. Like there was a study that came out that it that it caused the the hormones that they're taking to do this transition are causing major heart problems, which, again, is one of our arguments is like, why are we giving these hormones to our children? We're treating them as guinea pigs and we have no idea what kind of potential side effects, long-term lasting side effects, you know, they could be getting like, let's pump the brakes on this a little bit. And, you know, I just think it's just, it's unfortunate that this is happening, happening in the UK, but just as you said, Jason, this is, this is coming, this is coming in our backyard. Yeah. I think sooner, uh, sooner than anyone thinks, um, before we go, Jason, I, I have to, uh, I, I know that you, want to go somewhere else yes but but you're not gonna let me i'm not I'm oh my not. gosh the matriarchy that's true <laughs> oh yeah okay fine perfect okay good. you're okay. excused so jason and i watched this bizarre video on uh on twitter i'm still i, I i'm told that it's real that it's not a parody um for those of you watching on blaze tv who haven't seen it you're in for a real treat um but let's just I don't even think I want to intro it. I think I just want to just just yeah, get I, get on into since it. Since I can't tell what it is and you can't, maybe the audience can tell what this is. Yeah. Let's try to figure it out together. Let's do this together. Watch. It is an extreme biohazard to make justifications for parasitism. That's true. That's it true. isn't okay. Friends, we have enough humans on the planet. Oh, do we? We don't need any more humans. Uh, it is not oh, okay for women to have babies and stop contributing to the process I'm sorry? under the pretense that they're doing a good thing by staying home and raising children. I mean, yeah? We don't need children. Well, if you find yourself pregnant, 
There are options, and you can have an abortion. What? No babies. Cut off the baby factories. We have 7.5 billion with a B humans on the planet. That's too much. The actual ideal amount seems to be under 1 billion. Under 1 billion. We have 7.5 billion. No babies. Women who have babies and stay home to raise them should not be viewed as doing a good thing. That's not Uh, a good thing. It's completely not what the situation calls for at all. I'm sorry? (laughs) Women who stay at home with their children, that's not what the situation calls for at all. Oh, okay, I'll just leave my newborn baby at home. They'll take care of itself. It's fine. I love that, yeah. I wonder if she she would have approved of her mother having this conversation before she was Hmm. born. Not true. Well, <laughs> well, Jason, <laughs> we didn't have enough babies at the time that her mother but was now pregnant. We do. But now That's true. we do. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that the, the saddest part of this video is now in 2019. I don't know whether that's real or not. It could be. <laughs> It, oh. I, I think it is. I, I think. I mean, it, it should be parody. I think it's real. I, I think it's real. I've seen like a couple of other uh, uh, videos of them. Like what? So what she was doing with her arm yeah. was like pushing up a spirit or something. Uh, I mean, o- like obviously. Obviously, that's. I mean, that's. <laughs> uh, that, I'm stating the obvious here. I understand to, that. You don't need to explain that to the viewers. They obviously knew <laughs> when they saw her doing it. Dang it! That I'm an she idiot. Obviously, was pushing away spirits because that's what you do. I told you to stop me when I started stating the obvious. <laughs> But no, so you read that she's, that's what she's doing. No, I didn't didn't read it. I didn't read it. There was like another follow up. I saw someone tweeted this and they found another video and she's she's doing that same thing. Only the older woman is laying down astrally projecting or something. And blue yeah, tank top I mean, chick is going. I, 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 I have an appointment to it's do going that later. Straight up into the sky. Oh, mm-hmm. now it's coming back down. It's coming mm-hmm. back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she's doing. I, I mean, talk about astral projecting. I like that's what I plan to do I, later today. I have an appointment. Astral projecting the heck to, out of this to go do that mug. Yeah. I mean, but in all honesty, <laughs> I keep going back to it, and I'm like. I find it really sad. I don't know if this is real and I'm pretty sure that it is. And that's where we are in America that we can watch these crazy. I mean, that looks like an SNL skit. Yeah, totally. But it's actually real life. Yeah. And no more babies. So what's funny is just have an abortion. It's fine. You don't want to you don't want to bring babies into the world. So these people used to be you used to make fun of them and it would be mainstream to make fun of like it used to be an SNL skit. We're going to get hate mail for this. But we're going to hate mail for talking about them. But nowadays that that stuff is mainstream. That's accepted now. I know. That's like you can't make fun of that because they were talking about abortion and because they're normal. Like th- this, they would. They are not normal. Abnormal. Before. They are not normal. That yeah. was not normal. To the sane, yeah, they're the, not normal. The girl in the tank top, she looked like she was on something. I think she was. Like her eyes were like darting all over the place. Well, uh, oh, but she was seeing all the spirits though that she was pushing away. That's. that's I mean, that's. <laughs> that's got to be like a reason to have your eyes big. That's. I mean, that's got to be traumatic to be seeing all of those spirits that you're pushing away. Yeah, it's a lot I had, of spirits out there. I admire, eyes open. I, admi- <laughs> I admire the girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We live in a stupid, stupid time. Absolutely stupid. That's my quote of the day. Get ready. It's going to get stupider. Stupider. I, 
I've made up a lot. I've made up a lot of words on this broadcast. That's today. what we're here for, guys. We are here for uh, Jason to give you all the latest made-up words. More stupider. Thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs> This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.